Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler in for Bill Ryder again today and through the week and through the 4th of July holiday. Great to be filling in. Well, Bill gets some much-deserved Time away. Tom is here. We've got Peter Schwartz on updates. We will carry you through the next two hours of your whatever you're doing this week. I don't know. Are a lot of people working this week? I feel maybe this is a work week, and then next week you're just like, ah, whatever. Take the whole week. July 4th being on a Tuesday. A lot of good baseball next Tuesday. Did touch on that. Still not everybody playing next Monday which I think baseball needs to do a better job of making sure that when people are off in the summertime, their favorite baseball team is playing. A lot of good action last night, and we do want to talk about Shohei Otani and the night that he had. And I've been thinking about this a little bit more lately when it comes to baseball. I would push back on the notion that baseball is a regional sport. I feel like a lot of times that's, that's what comes up. And you guys can chime in, of course, at CBS Sports Radio. I'm at Winks Thinks, okay, on Twitter, 855-212-4227. I don't think that baseball is a regional sport. I think it's – baseball is – it's a national – I mean, it's loved all over the country. A lot of people love baseball. I think it's a very national sport. I think that uh, MLB is a national league or an American league, okay, Pun sort of, sort of pun, sort of intended. I think the problem is, is that it's hard to keep track of anything else if you watch your team. That's the it's, the presentation is different because the season is different and the sport calls for it to be different. I think we compare everything, rightfully so, to the NFL. The NFL is king. It is the mega beast. It is the most digestible league as well because your team plays once a week at a time slot where maybe there's five or six other games that you have the ability to watch and you have the ability to watch it in a fun, condensed, high-paced atmosphere if you go with the red zone. And then when your team doesn't play, there's a game either in a different window on the Sunday. You can all settle in and watch the national Monday broadcast, the Sunday night broadcast, the Thursday broadcast. And these teams, everybody just plays once a week. It's easy. It's very easy to digest. You learn more about the players. Uh, fantasy football is big. It's a whole week to talk about everything that happened. So, so you can't miss anything. Even if you watch, even if you watch your team 
and then maybe one of the primetime games throughout the course of the week, if there was a insane thing or a big thing or a, a monumental thing or a milestone thing, you will end up hearing about it throughout the course of a week because NFL, that's how they're structured. They play on Sunday, so it's fresh on Monday. It leads you. I mean, it's 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 the perfect setup in terms of keeping us engaged and the way we consume it and the way that we can know pretty much everything that's going on with every team at all times. If you ask anybody, any random sports fan, to name as many coaches as they can, I don't. I mean, there's a lot of NBA coaches that teams play people do not know, and it's really hard actually. I don't. I don't know how many managers I could name off the top of my head in baseball. I would hope twenty, off the top of my head. I follow this sport. I would hope twenty. Football, though, you can name every head coach. It's just. It's different. It's just different. And I bring that up because in baseball, it has to take something like really historic or really impressive for it to cut through the national landscape a little bit, or for you wherever you are to know about it. I think I'm a good example. I'm in Milwaukee, so I root for the Brewers. Uh, We're playing the New York Mets this week. So the Mets might cut through a little bit because Steve Cohen's going to talk today. The owner, he tweeted that he's going to have a press conference and address everything. So Mets fans are very eager for what he has to say. The Mets did win last night, 36-43 and now. Very disappointing for New York with the big payroll, but they got back on the winning track last night. And in that game, like, there's things that happened, but how do we know? I I just, we don't, unless we sit down and and actually watch a highlight show at night, how do you know? Of all the games last night, there's a bunch of things that happened. Um, Nick Gonzalez is a rookie for the Pirates. He hit a home run and tripled in his home debut last night. Would you have ever found that out? If or, Or how long would it have taken you to find out if I didn't tell you? Uh, Andrew Abbott. Rookie pitcher for the Reds. He improved to 4-0, and the Reds are still as hot as they've been. When when, do you, when does that come? Without you seeking it out, when does that come Like in your, in your frame of view? Bunch of people hit two home runs last night. Brandon Marsh for the Phillies hit two home runs last night. If, he, if, you, if he's on your fantasy team, you might know that. You might know that because how many of you set a lineup and never check it? Or how many of you do a draft with your buddies and then... Just let it let it expire. I'm in this league. It's a league that we've been in for 15 years, and every year it seems like we're replace. There's like six or seven core guys in the fantasy baseball league, but every year we're replacing one or two of them because they're like, "Hey guys, I I'm sorry, I got to bow out. I I really never check. I just like doing the draft. Anytime someone does that, the, another person will get the courage to stand up and say, "Oh, you know what? Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm out." How would you have known otherwise? Brandon Marsh, two home runs. Ronald Acuna, one of the stars of the sport, two home runs. Clayton Kershaw took a no-hitter into the sixth. None of this stuff is known the way that it's known when things happen in football. None of this stuff is known because there's just so much of it. You're focused on your team, wherever you may be, and then there's so much of it, and by the time that you think, okay, let's figure out what's going on with these other games. Well, now there's a bunch of games that start in a couple of hours. And so it just keeps going and going and going. It's a blessing. It's a curse. I mean, it's great that there's baseball every day. It's great that you can put one game behind you and get to the next one. It's great that, hey, I wasn't able to watch last night. I can watch tonight. 
it's great. But in terms of cutting through the zeitgeist, cutting into the the mainstream, into the mainstream of sports, it's harder for baseball to do that. And I bring that up because of Shohei Otani's game last night. So last night, Shohei Otani, who is just incredible. I mean, that's not even good enough to say. He had another game where he was uh, the starting pitcher, and then, of course, he's in the batting lineup. And he, he, like, right now is, like, the guy. I don't know anybody else in baseball that if he's in your town, you have to go try to see in person. I mean, that, yeah, there's a lot of great hitters and there's a lot of great pitchers, but to see this in person, you have to go try to see it if you get that opportunity to. He pitched for six and a third innings last night, gave up one run, four hits, struck out ten. Then he had an issue with a fingernail, stayed in the game, and then hit a home run, one of two that he hit in this game. Shohei Otani this year has been a monster both on the mound and at the plate. The hitter version of Shohei Otani has 28 home runs, leads the league, 64 RBI, leads the league, uh, the highest OPS in the league, and an average of 304. Shohei Otani on the mound is 7 and 3 with a 302 ERA. Opponents are batting 180 against him, which is the best mark in baseball, and his strikeouts per 9 at 11.99 lead the American League. What's even more crazy is that Otani is hitting 407 in games where he pitches also. So, he's he's a 300 hitter. He's like a 280 hitter. But then in games he pitches, he's a 407 hitter. It's just insane what he's doing. But I wonder how much is this breaking through? And is there a limit that baseball sort of like naturally has to let it break through further? Because Shohei Otani, without question, is the face of baseball right now. He is the biggest star in the game right now. Shohei Otani is. He is a he's an international star. He's a massive star. We all know about him. We're all impressed by him. We all see his stats. But how much do we actually see him play is the problem. How much do we see? We're like we can we can recall these stats today. I can tell you this is crazy. Shohei Otani of the Angels is the first MLB player to reach base four plus times, hit two plus home runs, and strike out ten or more batters all in the same game since Jack Stivitz did so for the St. Louis Browns against the Toledo Maumies on June 10th, 1890. The St. Louis Browns and the Toledo Maumies. Not to be confused with the St. Louis Browns that then came after that turned into the Baltimore Orioles that actually started as the Milwaukee Brewers. Fun fact, the Orioles organization started as the Milwaukee Brewers in 1902. Very... Very unknown fact. The Toledo Mommies only played for three seasons. Uh, they are they are a footnote in history forgotten about. But again, there's that great stat, that great tweet that has took on a life of its own where Mike Trout does this, Shohei does this. It's the most since Tungsten Armo Doyle did it in 1875, and uh, the Angels lose 3-2. Well, the Angels did win in this game, but there are all these stats. You have to go back so far to win baseball was just a different game when guys would be like, all right, I'll throw 200 pitches and also take five at-bats in a game because this is not seen. Pitchers don't even hit anymore. And Shohei, obviously, the exception, 
with how good he is at doing both. And there's been guys that could do both to a degree, but not like this. He can do both, and he excels at both. That's why if anybody would try to trade for him, if the Angels want to trade him with his contract situation coming up, you would almost have to, like the Angels, I would negotiate as you're getting two players. Whatever you want to give me for Shohei, even if for a rental, I'm giving you two players, the two best players. So if the Angels were any worse, I think that they would for sure have to trade them. I think now you kind of ride this thing out, and Shohei Otani's never been in the playoffs. He's never been. They have not had a winning record since he's been there. So that, again, tells you like how good someone can be but then not have the results for your team. It's just the, 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 the thing about – I always thought baseball did a horrible job at marketing. And that's what I would always say. I'd always say baseball's got to market their stars better. They got to market their stars better. They got to have them all over the place. They just, I don't know how, but they got to market their stars better. I think there's like a, not a glass ceiling, but there is, there is something baseball, the structure of the sport itself limits how much Shohei can be in the exposure. Unless you put his games on television every night. I mean, they did that for the home run chase. Should, should these networks that have the packages, should they be like, should we be broadcasting every single start of Shohei Otani? I almost think that they should find a way to do that. At least put them, make them available. Yeah, you can get extra innings. And yeah, sometimes the games are sometimes on one of the networks. But this is, that's how, that's how you market him a little more is to put him on television. What Shohei's doing is like the way we view Patrick Mahomes. Okay. We view Patrick Mahomes as this unique talent that can do all this stuff, crazy plays, super good, can pass, can throw, win, Super Bowl champion. And we can actually see it with our own eyes and make that decision for ourselves too. How much? How many times this season, let's say you're a Chargers fan or a Saints fan or somebody not in the Chiefs market, how many games of Patrick Mahomes do you think you will watch a portion of this season? 10? 11? 12? I mean, you will see a lot of Patrick Mahomes. How many, if you're a, what are some other markets? If you're a Miami fan or a a Nationals fan, how many Shohei Otani games do you think you see throughout the course of the season? I don't don't know that you see, like, actual any games. Do Do you get the opportunity to see a game where he pitches and starts and then also hits? Do you get that opportunity to see that? You might see him in the All-Star game. You might see him in the home run derby if he does it. Non-committal on that right now. You saw him in the World Baseball Classic if you watched it. But how much do you actually see that? So, yeah, I guess the networks and baseball could force the issue a little bit. Um, MLS, they're getting Lionel Messi. And they're like, no, no, we're just going to keep the games where they're scheduled. And you can watch them on Apple TV. The league should be, like, twisting teams' arms to be like, no, Lionel Messi's coming here. We need to we need to get this on every channel that we can. We need people to be able to see this. This is the look into our league that we need people to have. And Shohei is like the same way. And I don't think it's a market thing either. They're in Los Angeles. I, I don't think if he was on the Dodgers or if he was on the Yankees or if he was on the Red Sox, you know, there might be a little more bump just because naturally things happen on the East Coast first. So people on the East Coast talk about Shohei and 
maybe it you know lingers throughout the day. But I really, I really think it's just like this is the field that baseball's on. This is the this is the parameters that they're playing with. Shohei Otani should be the biggest sports star in America. He is he is doing things that if he was just a pitcher, it would be wild. If he was just a batter, it would be wild. And he's doing both. And maybe our brains can't comprehend this level of success, but we need to see it more. And so every time that Shohei's brought up, uh, it's it's deserved and it needs to be more of because this is this is something that I don't know that we see ever again. I mentioned this the other day. I think he's already played enough where if baseball celebrates their 500th year and there's a 15-second highlight package where they show like 30 faces, you know, Shohei has got pretty good odds to be one of those people, to be one of the people that tells the story of the game. You can get um, you know, Joe Carter maybe with the home run. You can get uh, Babe Ruth in there. You get uh, Nolan Ryan, I would think, one of the no-hitters, the seven of them. And then you'd have to get something with Shohei Otani in there if you're telling the story of a game no matter how long it's played. This guy is doing incredible stuff. The odds for him to win American League MVP are minus 700. So you need to bet like $100. I always screw this up. But they're very good odds. Like, I don't care. I wish I had a ton of money. And I would bet on it because even at minus 700, that's like a steal. So you need to bet $100 to win like 18 bucks or something. That's still very good odds. That's, that's, that's free money. And it might be lower than that. But I would, if I had a million dollars, I would, I would go right away and bet it on Shohei Otani, even if the return is like $13,000 because of how wide the odds are. It's going to happen. It's still good value. It's, this is a locked-in situation. He won it a couple of years ago. Was the runner-up last year. Maybe he should have been the, the MVP last year. I get Aaron Judge hit a bunch of home runs, and I get that, and there was a case to be made for him. But Shohei's got such an advantage because he also is a pitcher and, like, the best one. The 407 stat for him at the plate when he's a pitcher, too, is is amazing. So I think if you want to, you know, celebrate Shohei Otani we're at the point now where we kind of have to seek it out on our own. I think baseball could maybe do like just a little more, put pressure these networks. Hey, we need more Shohei on Sunday night. We need more Shohei do a random you know game on Fox. We need Shohei the Angels playing that day. Okay, you can scrap your part in the interruption rerun and throw it on ESPN too. Something to get a little more exposure. They could do that because this is, I think, a rare situation that we're seeing in baseball. So another major night for Shohei. Uh, the Angels are winning some of these games now at 44 and 37. And I think them making the playoffs with Shohei, with Trout, would be an absolute uh, welcome thing for him and for the team and definitely for the league. If the league is going to try to rig it in any way, they won't. But if they did, you have to get the Angels in the postseason while they have this version of Shohei Otani. 855 212 4227. I'm Bart Winkler. More coming up in for Writer Than You. 
CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. CBS Sports Radio, I am Bart Winkler. In for Bill Ryder. 855-212-4227. I'm just trying to figure out how much to bet on Shohei Otani. So if you bet $700, you can win 100 if the odds are minus 700. So if I bet $700,000, I could win 100000 bucks. No, I don't have that kind of money, but if I did, like, I, I don't care. The odds would have to be, like, minus 50,000. I mean, it's just free money. Don't, now, I'm not, I'm not, don't, don't hold it against me if somehow, like, you do this bet and then he gets hurt. I'm just saying what I would do if I had unlimited funds, I would, I would find a way to uh, bet on that. I did know a guy, do know a guy, who his whole betting strategy was put a ton of money on big favorites, and then he got into a stretch where the big favorites kept losing, and he, it just didn't work out. So sometimes it works out, uh, sometimes sometimes it doesn't. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Tom, hey Tom, who do, who like who do you like to win the AFC East? The Miami Dolphins. I've been very high on this team. I loved what I saw from Tua last year. Before the concussion issue started. Uh, as you know, I'm a Jets fan and I am not high on this Aaron Rodgers move. I think Miami will win this division. How not high are you on the, What do you think is going to happen? Uh, I don't think they're going to be like a dumpster fire. I just don't. I mean, the AFC is stacked. That's scheduled to start the season. I think, you know, I think they're a 10 win team. And with Miami and Buffalo, I, I don't think that's going to be good enough to win the division. I feel like a lot of Jets fans, and we talked about this a little yesterday, but I feel like. I feel like you know you're being sold snake oil, but you're so excited because, um, like this is the like everything else you've had has been terrible. You know you're about to make a bad investment, but everything else is bad. You're gonna pretend to be happy until it all comes crashing down. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. I mean, look, <laughs> there's there's a ton of talent on this team now. There's a lot of and there's a lot of young talent. I don't think we're staring at you know unless Rogers were to get hurt. I don't think we're looking at five six wins. I think they'll be a, they'll be a wild card team. Yeah, the AFC is so good 
Uh, and there's so many teams that are very good and have very good quarterbacks, and we know that. It's it's hard to like imagine that there's going to be some good teams that don't make the playoffs. So even there's got to be a surprise or two. Like I'm looking at the AFC East. Every one of those teams is contending. The Patriots are maybe the biggest wild card of the bunch, or I would say the Dolphins with the Tua situation. We'll get back to that. But the Patriots are probably the team that most of the time people would put last in the AFC East. So even if you say, all right, the Bills, Dolphins, and Jets all have legitimate shot to win the division. In the AFC North, you could say the Bengals and Ravens. In the AFC South, the Jacksonville Jaguars will probably win that. The West, you can say the Chiefs and the Chargers. I've just named eight teams. So already of those eight teams, Bills, Dolphins, Jets, Bengals, Ravens, Jacksonville, Chiefs, and Chargers, uh, one of those teams will not make the playoffs. And then you could add, like, the Patriots or even the Steelers or the Browns if Deshaun Watson could be. See, the the AFC's got these teams that we think are going to be there no matter what. The likelihood that the Chiefs make the playoffs is very strong. The likelihood that the Bills make the playoffs, I think, is very strong. I would put the Ravens and Bengals in that mix. So that's four. And then Jacksonville uh, to win the division. So that's five. Or AFC South winner, whoever it is. I think it will be Jacksonville. So that's five. Those are five teams with what I'm deeming very strong odds to get into the playoffs. So the other two playoff teams would be the Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, Steelers, Browns, Chargers, and maybe you're buying into Sean Payton and the Broncos. I'm not. I still think Russell Wilson is is cooked. I think he's done. Uh, they'll have to figure something out there, but we'll see. Maybe Sean Payton can be the guy to resurrect him or at least change that offense. It was the Nathaniel Hackett experience last year. And the Jets, I don't. I mean, I don't know about the Jets because of uh, with Aaron Rodgers. They were a good team last year. It looked like they were going to make the playoffs. They thought they were a quarterback away. That may be the case. I just don't know if Aaron Rodgers is the right guy at the right time for them. Um I, I I get the hoopla. the The risk reward scenario here is is very is very vast. This could be an all time epic failure, or this could be the one thing that pays dividends. So if you're a Jets fan drinking the Kool Aid, I can totally understand why you would do that. You are getting a guy who has won four MVPs at a position where you have been pretty bad since uh, Joe Namath. I mean, Boomer, I like Boomer. He had a little run there. Ken O'Brien, maybe I'll throw his name out there. Vinny Testaverde, okay. Uh, Who else is there? Mark Sanchez, okay. But never quite like, you know, Aaron Rodgers. But I really, I still, I still do not think you are getting the Aaron Rodgers that you think you're getting. I don't think you're getting MVP Aaron Rodgers. I think you are getting... Um. So when we buy yogurt for my kids, sometimes it's a real joyous day because the yogurt's going to expire at the end of the week, and so it's marked down. And instead of six bucks for the four packs of Stonyfield yogurt, I can get them for three twenty-three, and end up being less than a dollar a yogurt, which uh, is is great. Uh, I don't know if you buy the what else do we buy? We buy those smoothies, but those are like four bucks. And he eats half of one, so we stopped doing that. But when oh, that's I, that you're getting discounted yogurt is what you're getting. You're getting you're getting clearance aisle bread. 
you're getting this box was damaged. It's still a good product. Eh, we just don't want to put it on the shelf with the other with the other products. I think you're getting clearance aisle Aaron Rodgers is, is what I think you're getting. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right. But I don't think so. <laughs> I, I, I don't think. I don't know that the Jets make the playoffs. That schedule's very hard to start. And we'll see what kind of adversity they're going to have to face. I don't think the New York media is going to be much different than. I don't think that that's going to like take Aaron Rodgers down. But there, there could be some more inherent pressure if they start bad because these are some big games they have right away. They've got to play in the first six games. They've got to play Buffalo. They've got to play both teams that were in the Super Bowl last year. They've got to play Mike McCarthy. That's not that, that Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy meeting again with two different teams. That's nothing to shake a stick at. And the Dolphins, maybe they're not done. Reports now that the Dolphins may be interested in Delvin Cook. Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald is reporting that the Dolphins have offered him a deal. Delvin Cook is a guy, too, that you might be getting discount Delvin Cook is the problem. He's a Miami native, played at Florida State, did have soldier surgery back in February. Dolphins' leading rusher last year was Raheem Mostert, uh, 891 yards, three touchdowns. They didn't really excel in that part of the offense. But Cook, he still was a 1,000-yard rusher last year. It's just he had some real hit-or-miss games. Cook, I was looking at his game log the other day, and I could pull it up again, but a lot of his games were like 15 for 60. So uh, four yards of carry, that's good. But not big of an impact, not used enough, You know, not, not that long run. He had a couple games where he was over 100 and maybe had a long touchdown run and, and the stat line looked really good. He also had a few where he was like 9 for 15. He had a lot of games where it just wasn't, um, you know, that great. I still think there's a lot there, and I still think it was a surprise when he was cut. But, again, with running backs, as we talked about yesterday, you get to a point where you're of a certain age, teams can go better, younger, and cheaper. Now, I don't know that the Dolphins, if they bring in Delvin Cook, if they'll need him to be like the bell cow. Do they need him to run for 20 times a game? Do they need him to do that? I don't know. Um, I, I wouldn't think so, but then they're not all Dolphin's not going to get the contract then that he's looking for either. That's the thing. He says he still wants to get paid the kind of money that he would have got paid. Dolphins have Raheem Mostert. They have Jeff Wilson jr. They have miles Gaskin. You may have played him one week in fantasy. So Delvin cook would be a good addition there. And the dolphins, I think are a team that yes, could be the AFC East champion. They, they got a good defense. Uh, Mike McDaniel seems to have somewhat of an idea of what he's doing as head coach. The wide receivers with Waddle and, and Tyreek. It just all comes down to Tua's health for me. I mean, one more hit, and that could be it for Tua's career. And that stinks. Because uh, I thought he, I still think he can be very great. And, it, you know, it could be like that for a lot of guys. It could be like that for basically every guy. You never know what could happen. Um, Corey Koski was a longtime Minnesota twin, Milwaukee Brewer, he had one game where he fell on his back of his head wrong. He never played again. He had a concussion, and then he had problems with vision and light. So it could happen to anybody. It's just it's happened to Tua a few times. And so every preview you see on the Dolphins, me included, is going to say, this guy can or this team can be if. You know, the Bills are going to be, ah, the Bills – I don't think the Bills, if Stephon Diggs and Josh, nah, I think the Bills are going to be good. Um, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are going to be good. The Chargers are going to be good. 
But with the Dolphins, it's the Dolphins are good if Tua. And so there's a big there's a big gap there. If if Tua, yeah, then then yeah, I could agree with Tom and say they could win the AFC East for sure. Um so add all the talent that you can. We'll see if that happens or not. We'll see what the market is. Sometimes it's surprising when these guys like DeAndre Hopkins is still available. You know, he took a couple of meetings. Uh I think I still think Buffalo should be all over that. I think to pair him with Diggs, that would be that would get people thinking, okay, uh Buffalo's got something here. Because again, Buffalo, who I would still probably take as the I would probably say them. I asked Tom, he said Dolphins. I'd probably go Buffalo. I don't think like I feel like the narrative was trying to get closed on them too soon. It was really, I, it was really weird. Buffalo started off really good. They lose to the Bengals, and everyone says, "Well, windows closed." And they just gave uh, the GM and the coach a big extension, so they apparently don't think so. And I would hope that Buffalo can figure it out for for their fans. We'll talk about that coming up. Fan bases that deserve a Super Bowl the most. Is it Buffalo? Is it the Jets? Is it the Detroit Lions? Could you make an argument for the Houston Texans? We'll talk about that coming up. Let's get an update. CBS Sports Radio, here's Peter Schwartz. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. CBS Sports Radio. My name is Bart Winkler, 855-212-4227. In for Bill this week. RJ Anderson will join us coming up next hour. CBS Sports.com MLB writer. We talked a little bit earlier about Shohei Otani. And I do think there's a, like, he is he is as big of a star as baseball will allow. Because it's just harder to be a mainstream everyday superstar in a sport where they play every day and it doesn't get the churn and burn as a whole week in between games as, like, the NFL does or even maybe uh, the NBA. So we'll talk about that. And Luis Arias, too, is another guy. This guy is on the quest to hit 400. And I don't know that a lot of people uh, are even aware of that or talk about that. So certainly some things to talk about here through the remainder of the program and especially when we get to R.J. Anderson next hour. The uh, NFL website, NFL.com, is how they're typically marketed. 
they put out an article yesterday talking about which fan base deserves a Super Bowl the most. And I am going to remove my, uh, well, I don't know if I can. I'm a Packers fan, and one of the suggestions is Vikings. I can't. I, I know they, I, I can't. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Um, the Bengals, could be the Jets, could be the Cowboys, could be the Lions. Tom mentioned Jets fan. Do you think you are, of all the fan bases, that you guys deserve one the most? You've won one. There's some teams that haven't won one, some teams that have the, haven't been to one. But I think it's a factor of how long have you had agony, how much agony has there been, um, what have you gone through as a fan, trials and t- tribulations, how close have you been, how many false promises have there been. I would certainly think the Jets are a contender of a fan base that has put up with enough where a Super Bowl would be a nice payoff for that. I would think so, Tom. I certainly agree with everything you just said. And, yes, I would consider the Jets a contender for this category. I do not have them at the top. I'm going to add in one little wrinkle that maybe is fair or not fair to say which fan base deserves it. I think if you're an organization that has been run the right way but you still haven't won yet, that fan base deserves to win because you've been close. You haven't gotten there. You haven't gotten over the hump. I think that's what makes the fan base that deserves it the most. So, therefore, the Jets are definitely not at the top of that class. Oh, okay. Uh, Then I might exclude, like, the Browns in that uh, department as well because I don't know how well they've been run. They, but but you know, that's, just, that, that's just for me, Bart. That, that's my little wrinkle in all of this. No, I think it's a good wrinkle, because I think if, if we think about the Browns, and we're trying to think of which fan base deserves a Super Bowl the most, um, I've got mine, but I, the Browns could be a contender because they had a team they supported very strongly. The team moved. The support was so strong that a team came back like two years later and then was somehow even worse. Uh, they've had little runs of success here and there. They've got an owner that nobody likes. They've got a quarterback that nobody likes. So I think the fans have gone through it, but I don't know that the organization deserves one. So maybe that is another wrinkle to look at it. Cleveland, Cleveland deserves to win. I I'm going to go with Buffalo. Honestly, I'm going to go with Buffalo. And one of the reasons I'm doing that is because in the nineties, they lost four Super Bowls in a row. Like that's unfathomable. To lose to lose four championship games in a row is one thing. To lose, you know, four Super Bowls in a row, some very very close. Uh, Dallas kind of had their way with them, but certainly the ones against the Giants, um, th- that one could have gone different. They had four in a row where they lost. They've had a lot of false promises. They've gotten pretty close. They had that heartbreaking loss a couple of years ago. I might lean Bills unless I can be talked about uh, talked out of it otherwise. I think the Bills is a fantastic one. I got one other team that, for me, is right there with Buffalo, and that's the Atlanta Falcons. They drafted their franchise quarterback in Matt Ryan. They, <laughs> We all know the heartbreaking Super Bowl loss that they had at the hands of Tom Brady. I don't think this franchise has done anything particularly wrong in terms of, you know, I don't want to say tanking because I think tanking is actually – can be spun into a positive thing in, in this day and age. But I don't think this organization has been an embarrassment. I just think it's time for the Falcons to win something. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know what? I didn't even think of them. They're so irrelevant to me. 
I didn't even I didn't even think of them. Um, yeah, the the Atlanta Falcons could be a team. The Detroit Lions have never been to a Super Bowl. They could be a team, but how well have they been run? I think better as of late. But this is a team like. If, now, there's a difference between the team deserves it and the fans deserve it, you know, because sometimes you become a fan and a lot of times you become a fan and you, you're a fan of a team before you even know you're a fan of a team, especially if you grow up with, you know, a family or a dad or a mom or whoever who roots for the team. Like I just being a Packer fan to me was the same as I have blue eyes. It was just a trait that I was born with, you know. It's the same thing. Sometimes people like pick a team or they like a player and then support the team. But I think a lot of times in sports, I would think the majority of it is you're you're basically born into the team that you like. Uh, like I tell my kid all the time, who's going to turn four, it's a passing interest. I don't know, I don't know where we're at yet. He likes going to baseball games, but I think he just likes how like big the field is. That's what I think he likes, but. He, I tell him the Brewers are our team. The Brewers are, they're our team. You, you like this team. Why, Daddy? Just because we do, man. I don't know. This is the way that it, this is the, this is what we were born into. This is the, the tribe that we were born into, son. Very tribalistic sports in the country. Um, he does know Giannis. He can recognize Giannis, Giannis Adetokounmpo. So that, that I feel proud about to this point. Um, so that's good. But in terms of like, yeah, do the fans deserve it? Or does does the team deserve it more? I did mention Houston. You know what I was thinking about with Houston? Is how long would it take? So who are all your teams, Tom? Jets? Are you Mets guy too? Jets, Mets, Knicks. And I dabbled in hockey when I was growing up. I'll say the Rangers. Okay. So I'm wondering, like, if I was a lifelong Oilers fan, and then the Oilers, they moved. How would I ever reach the same level of fandom towards the Texans that I had to the Oilers? Would I ever, if if I rooted for a team, I'm trying to think, so my team's Brewers and the Bucks and Packers, if any of them move for some reason, would I be able to fill that gap 10 years later if a new team came to town? And personally for me, if the Packers moved and then like a new team came in Green Bay or Milwaukee, I don't I would never I would never feel the same, I don't think, for the Packers. And I think it would be hard for the Bucks too. I saw them win a championship, got to be a part of that in some small way. So I feel like that would be hard. If the Brewers, if the Milwaukee Brewers moved, I feel like if a new team came ten years from now, even though I've had a lot of great memories with the Brewers and you know, they were one of my first favorite teams growing up and how many games I've been to in my life. I feel like I could, I feel like I could like the Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Mustangs started MLB play in 2032. I feel like I'd be right on board. I feel like, I feel like baseball leads itself into that. Now, maybe it's just the way that I rank my teams or how I view my teams. I don't know if there's one team that you think it would be easier to, or if it's like a non-starter in all situations. I'd find it very difficult you know, say if the, you know, if the, if the Jets ever left, I'd find it very difficult to then whatever city they up and left for to root for them. But I'm with you. I think whatever new team came in, yeah, why not? From day one, I would, you know, I'd be right on board. It's just weird. It's, you know, it's one thing when a team comes 
and you've never had a team. That's 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 different. You know, a lot of these expansion markets, like for Tennessee, of course they were going to root for the Oilers for two years and then the Titans. They had not had the ability to root for a team at a pro level, and there's been Titans fans for day one. And uh, it's just, it, I don't know, I always look at it a little different when you get a team later in life. Like, I'm a diehard Carolina Panther fan. They moved here when I was 30. They came here when I was 30. I don't, I don't know. You don't have the, the child aspect of it. You don't have, like, a, I, I think a lot of sports for me is, you know, rooting and watching games with my dad and uh, just basically liking the teams my dad and grandpas did. So that's kind of where I felt like I was born into that. Oh, yeah, there's a team down the block? Yeah, I like them. I don't know if you can ever love them the same way as if you were born and, and grew up with them. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know. I don't know the difference. Every team that I root for has been here the entirety of my life. I just, uh, who's our NBA team? Oh, okay. Who's our MLB team? If an NHL team came to Milwaukee and we've got an AHL squad, very good. But if an NHL team came, I, I don't know that I would be like, all right, I love this team. This is, this is my team. Yeah, let's go. I don't know that I would get into that, especially pushing 40 where I'm at now. But I, I do find it interesting. If you, like if you root for a team for so long, the Houston Oilers. The Houston Oilers are my team. I've got an Oiler tattoo. I named my kid Earl after Earl Campbell. I love this team. I met Warren Moon once. It's the greatest day of my life. Never washed that hand when I shook it. Uh, and then they move. And now the Texans are in town. And they uh, make the playoffs and then start T.J. Yates. And then they uh, have number one picks and then never get out of that first AFC wildcard game. And they have jerseys that look like ketchup. And they play second fiddle to the Cowboys. Oh, no. Different. I think there's a lot of teams that do, a lot of fan bases. Basically, if you put up with any garbage for 20 years or more from your team, you're deserving of a Super Bowl for sure. We'll talk some more baseball. I'm Bart Winkler, in for Bill Ryder, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.